Tonight's episode of the Behind the Diamond podcast is brought to you by McRae's Tavern. CEO Scott McRae just opened his newest location in the East Cobb area and will have one of the most popular dine-in restaurants. Equipped with everything you need for a great night out, McRae's Tavern is a fun spot for all ages. Great atmosphere, great wings, and a great time. We are also brought to you by the Walton Sports Media Club. This week we had a ton of graphics and video go up, hyping up the football game. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it will probably be the football game. Today, we had a volleyball piece go up. We had a piece analyzing the Walton defense go up. And uh, quick announcement, we are going to have the all-access series that Connor Lonesbury did two years ago returning, this time brought to you by the Walton Sports Media Club. You can expect that coming either Labor Day or shortly after that. Tonight, we're going to bring on Coach Daniel Bruner. Coach Bruner is entering his fourth year at Walton and is just hours away from kicking off the season versus Kell. We're going to talk about what his preparation for the game looks like, what he expects, what he expects of his group, and their maturity. Without any further ado, let's go. Coach Daniel Bruners here. For anyone that's a regular listener of the podcast or has been paying any attention related to Walton Sports the last few years, he needs no introduction. Coach Bruners entering his fourth year here at Walton and is getting ready for another season under the Raider Valley Lights. Coach Bruner has been to the state Sweet 16 in each of the three years that he's been here and has even captured a region championship. Coach Bruner, I'm so excited to have you on. Great to be back, Evan. You've done a phenomenal job with the podcast. I know I've... Uh... Been a little out here lately, but you've done a you've done a great job, man. Just happy to be going again and, you know, getting ready for football to kick off. Speaking of the kickoff, we're officially less than 24 hours away from it in the 530 game versus Cal High School in Raider Valley. How does it feel to know that you're less than a day away of kicking off a high school football game? Oh, man, just thrilled to death. You know, all the ups and downs and, you know, living in limbo over the last, it feels like two years. <laughs> But it's finally here. You know, we've been looking forward to this day for a long time. Um, boys have been working their tails off. Just so proud of everything they've done. They've handled this thing like a champ. And really from the start of school getting shut down to where we're at right now, I don't know that I could be more proud of a group and what they've done. So, you know, for me, I'm just so excited for these boys to get out there and show what they've been working on for this long period of time. What is that atmosphere in the locker room and in the coach's office like now that you know – Pretty much for certain, you're going to be playing a game this week. And in the months leading up, it wasn't a certainty, but now it is. You know, our, our, our boys have just kind of approached every day to just try to be the best we can be. And it's really what I've been trying to hammer into them because this thing's not easy on anybody. And if you're worried about the future and worried about next week and next month, you're not going to do a very good job today. And uh, I really think they've done a great job of embracing that mentality. Um, but yeah, I've definitely seen a little pep in their step this week. You know, going into a game week, you always see it. Um, and what's been unusual for this year is we've had, you know, an extended period of time with our boys, you know, in essentially what we would call camp normally, you know, and more practices, um, <laughs> more padded practices and all those types of things before we actually play a game um, because things got pushed back and all that. So our plans have adjusted a little bit. But at this point, the boys are ready to hit somebody another color jersey. And uh, so you're starting to see that excitement come out of the practice. Do you think that you're – more prepared in a sense coming into a season than maybe other years because we talked about how maybe the delayment of school was less COVID related and more getting athletes up to speed. Yeah I mean 
we've really used our time wisely and uh, talked to a lot of coaches about how they've done things. And, you know, for us, it's all about growing our kids every day. And when this thing got shut down, automatically our plan started to be, how are we going to get them ready if we don't have spring ball, if we don't have the full summer months? And so what we did through Zoom and position meetings, offensive and defensive meetings, I just got to tip my hat to my coaches for the job they did because schematically, I think we are farther ahead. I think we've been able to do some things with our personnel that, you know, we typically don't get to this early in the season. And it's a byproduct of what our coaches have done and what our kids have done away from school. So that that is exciting. Uh, now here's the part that, you know, is going to show up on Friday night and we really don't know. How well are we going to handle the fundamentals? How well are we going to tackle? How well are we going to block? Lining up is one thing, but playing the game of football in a lot of situations is a little bit different. So, you know, I think there's a lot of unknowns, and that uncertainty is going to be kind of rampant in high school football when you're talking about high school kids not playing for months and then getting back out there in their first game experience with no scrimmage, no spring ball, none of that stuff. So, yeah, I do feel like, in a sense, we're, we're ahead. In certain regards, we may be a little bit behind. Um, but when it all shakes out, I think we're right where we need to be uh, going into game one. Uh, so I guess you could say camp is pretty much over now. I think this is probably your first, like, real week of getting ready for Kel specifically. How has preparation this week looked different than your summer workouts? You know, it's been a lot more team emphasis. Um, obviously, when we're going through the summer months, we're spending a lot more time in individual periods. So working, you know, specifics to each position group. Um, as we get into a game week, things tend to focus more on the team we're playing and really not even the team per se, but more of the scheme that we're playing. Kel runs a different offense than us, for example, so we're working different things on defense than we have been working when we're going against our offense. We started last week getting into some game-type setup, and uh, really that was practicing a game week. And I wanted our kids to kind of understand how a game week was going to go before we got into a game week. So we did a little bit of that last week, but this week we're, we're right back where we were going into game one last year. And uh, I feel like we got a pretty good system set up. It's been, uh, been good to us. So I didn't want to go about changing things a whole heck of a lot. But, you know, some of the banging and contact periods of practice have been shortened. Um, trying to do a lot more teaching at this point. Just because we want to make, our kids, make sure our kids' legs are underneath them and they're ready to rock and roll for Friday and not drag it into a game. Once you get into a football season and you're in the practice weeks, it's pretty much a given. Like you said, you're going to have less time to work on the fundamentals. You know, if you're a quarterback, you're going to have less time to work on footwork and you're going to be more worried about manipulating defensive backs. Um, and a lot of the stuff in season with technique is so small, but it plays such a big difference. And a lot of that is based off of, again, what the players did in the offseason leading up. Where does your confidence stand with your guys and their perfection of the little things this offseason coming into this season? I mean, I've got so much confidence in what they did. And, you know, what was unique this year is, you know, when we didn't have our guys, we had to rely on them doing things on their own. And, you know, we have a great group of kids that went out and whether it was going to a, you know, a trainer outside of us or working with each other out on a field somewhere, you know, they continue to get better and, you know, really press each other to get better. And that's what really gets you to the point of, of having success is when your kids and players start pressing each other to be better day in and day out. And then you got a team that's led by players and not led by coaches. And that ultimately, in my eyes, is where you're going to find the most success. So, you know, yes, we haven't got as many reps, but I think our focus and our intent and purpose and what we've done has gone up tremendously, which, you know, I sure hope shows up on Friday. I think there's a direct correlation between doing the work outside and becoming more mature, more ready to get on a team. 
Uh, is there anything different about this group to you from a maturity standpoint, not to the detriment of other high schoolers, but in the sense that they've had to be much more mature and make a decision that they want to play football earlier on than others may have? I think so. I mean, we have a phenomenal senior group that's really led the charge. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about just protecting the team. And that's one of our mottos year in and year out. And, you know, how do you protect the team? There's a lot of different things you can do. And that's, you know, making sure I'm doing my homework so my grades are on point. Um, you can get to a whole variety of things, how we protect the team. Now you bring in COVID, you know, now it's talking about, you know, what are you doing when you're away from us? You know, are you being smart when you're out there? Are you hanging out in big groups? Are you wearing masks? Are you keeping social distance policies? Because if we don't do that, we're, we're going to sacrifice the whole team season. And so talking about the maturity level, I think we've seen, you know, for us, our kids have done a great job of trying to maintain those same policies that we're keeping here on campus when they leave us. And that can't always be easy for high school kids, especially when you know, you've been locked down and, you know, put it home for, for months on end. And I just I think what, what that's allowed us to do is really have a successful camp, successful summer without having to sit out for extended periods of time or anything like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the, the protocols and everything that we put in place. And you guys have had our, you know, our head trainer, uh, Mr. Tony Hunter on. He's done a phenomenal job, and Courtney and Michelle and Taylor helping us get us set up right and, and on their end. Um, Chris Romano, our strength coach, has done a phenomenal job helping us, you know, program and plan to get these boys back and in shape. And so it's really been a concerted effort from everybody. And I think when you do that, the kids are seeing it, and they're going to respond in the same way the coaches are responding. So, so again, I just got to tip my hat to all our support staff, our coaches and players, for just handling this the right way. So to answer your question, yes, I do think the maturity of this team is – probably a little, a little higher than others. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hope that, I hope that shows on Friday night because they've, uh, they've worked their tails to get in a position to have this uh, great season of theirs. There were a lot of steps taken in the right direction this offseason with the virus, not only at Walton, but all around the state of Georgia. And I think that's commendable of the athletes, the coaches, and the administration at the higher levels. But already, as expected, you can't ever expect anything to be zero. And some games, like at Mill Creek High School, have had to be pushed back or canceled. And though this was inevitable, it was, I think it's unrealistic to expect zero positive cases throughout the entire state. It can be demoralizing for people who just look at it and don't really think it through and want to see football. What's your message to them about the virus and how you guys are handling it, but also if worse comes to worse, the outlook for the rest of football? Well, again, focusing on our day-to-day operations is kind of where we're at. You know, I just, I can't worry about what's going to happen a week or two weeks from now. Um, you know, the, the kids understand that this is a unique situation. And uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think we're truly going to know the significance of COVID. I don't think we're going to truly know kind of where we stand until months down the road. You know, I think every day you kind of have new information about, you know, things you should be doing, things you shouldn't be doing, how it's transmitted, um, different ways to mitigate the virus and, you know, what we're trying to do is just provide the safest environment possible for our kids to play. And I know how brokenhearted they're going to be if we don't have a season. And if uh, we have anything to do with it as coaches, you know, we're going to try to make sure that's not our fault. And, you know, I, I talked to some coaches around the state and some teams that had either their game was canceled because the other team had to uh, pull out and then their kids are in the locker room crying because there's been so much invested in this to get them back to some kind of normalcy. They've worked so hard to get back to where they're at right now. And to have the plug pulled days before you play a game, golly, that can be disheartening. You know, and, and it's hard for coaches, but I can't even imagine 
you know, a high school senior sitting there ready to kick off their first ball game and finding out a few days before they play that, that they're not going to get to have that opportunity. All right. So let's – all right, uh, I'll keep going now. All right, let's talk uh, a little bit of Kel for me. In the first game, is there a strategy you're planning to employ against them, whether that be, you know, anything from a heavy run approach to aggressive blitzes, whatever it is, go ahead and tell me. You know, we're, we're going to play Walton football, you know, and we're going to try to be as multiple and balanced on the offensive side as we can be. That doesn't mean we're going to run the ball 50% of the time and throw it 50% of the time, but we're going to try to get all of our guys, our playmakers, we're going to try to get the ball in their hand. Um, we're going to do it a variety of ways, and we're going to make it challenging on the defense to defend us, and that's what we do best, I feel like, on offense is prevent a lot of different pictures for the defense to have to figure out, and then once we find what's clicking and working, and then we ride that thing all the way home. And, you know, for, for us, I think we're, we're, we're going to have a good challenge in Kel. They're very fast, athletic, um, got a very good attacking defense, and they're going to have their negative plays. They're going to get us for a tackle for loss. They're going to get their sacks, you know, but I, but I do think what we have the ability to do is, you know, put together extended drives and then have some big plays pop for us. And uh, if we can do those things, we'll be in good shape on the offensive side of the ball. As far as us defensively, you know, I know, I know Coach Sloan really well, and I think he's one of the best offensive minds in the state of Georgia. So we got our hands full as far as defending um, them. They got one of the best running backs in the state, and I could argue one of the better receiving cores in the state, and, you know, a good quarterback. So you put all that together, and it makes it a tough team to defend especially with the good offensive coordinator. So, you know, I, I look at this as a great challenge for us. Um, Kel has been one of the best teams in the state over the last decade. And, you know, with, with our kids and, and how we set this tone to the season, it's important, but it's not everything. So, you know, I think we're, we're, we're ready. We're getting prepared. Um, we got, you know, one more work day out here before we get to play. And uh, I just I feel really good about where we're at right now. And then Friday night's going to be all about execution. Can we execute under the lights when the pressure is on us? And, and we won't know that until we're out there. Right. Like you said, you kind of mentioned it, Coach. Brett Sloan for Kel has a really dynamic offense with a lot of really, really strong pieces. And uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier in another podcast with Coach Ewing, but the big focal point this offseason for you guys, at least on defense, was to come together as a unit and uh, really take a bunch of great individual performers and make a great individual defense. How, does, how do you feel um, that that defense has come together in the weeks leading up to this game? Really well, man. I'm, I've been very, very proud of them because we're, we've got a lot of really good pieces, you know, and getting them to all come together and understand what we're trying to do scheme-wise is of the utmost importance. You know, good players can't do you any good if they don't know what they're doing and not playing fast. So, you know, that's been a big point of emphasis for us is making sure we're all on the same page and kind of how we started this thing. We, we teach concepts. We weren't teaching positions. That way we can move our guys around and put them in position to be successful um, which was a little bit of a different take for us, but I feel like we got more versatile kids on the defensive side of the ball this year than maybe we've had in the past, and that way we can move them around. Um, it also helps to create more depth for the defense. So if we do get anybody banged up, we feel like we have somebody right behind them, you know, who knows what we're doing and ready to rock and roll and fill in without any drop-off. There's a lot of kids on that side of the ball for us um, that have at least a year of varsity experience, that have hundreds of snaps in the defense. Uh, how do you feel like that helps them when you come into your second full year starting or your third year playing? How do you feel like that gives them an edge versus maybe some talented but less experienced players on any offense? Oh, it's everything. That's absolutely everything. I mean, until you see the game speed and you're out there under the lights and, and it's full go and the pressure's on you, I mean, you don't really understand what it's going to be like. There's no stimulating that experience. And so for me, 
you know how you get kids better? You get them on the field and let them play. And uh, fortunately for us, we had a lot of kids that were out there playing for us last year. So, you know, that being said, you know, we rolled into game one last year with a lot of new pieces out there, still trying to figure things out. And, you know, at times in the season, it hurt us. And uh, I can look back on that and say, you know, that that's going to help us and grow us down the road because hopefully we won't make those mistakes after they've had a full full season under their belt and rolling into this thing. We really got a lot of snaps under our belt. So feel good about what we're going to be able to do in relative terms to our experience and, and knowing scenarios that are on the field. And, you know, cause that's one of the things just thinking experience. We do a lot of scenario stuff at practice, but you know, sometimes when you're under those lights and it's, it's third one and you're trying to get the call in, you're trying to defend them. You may not be thinking about all those things that you need to be thinking about. And, and we really don't want them thinking. We want those things to become automatic. And uh, I think last year we saw a lot of that, just kind of thinking about stuff as opposed to, I know what's going to happen. You know, I've been here, I've done this before and that's, Kind of speaking to your point of having that experience out there, I think that could be a tremendous aid really on both sides of the ball. But, you know, speaking on the defensive side, that, I think that's going to be a tremendous aid to us getting ready to roll early in the season. I anticipate even in this crazy world with 30% stadium capacity for the first game, there's going to be a totally electric atmosphere. It's going to be on TV. It's one of the first games in the state of Georgia. Um, so there's going to be a lot of people watching, uh, however that may be. There's going to be a lot of excitement. What are you telling players in that locker room? Because I could see um, as a young kid getting really excited for a game and uh, maybe with a negative play, which is bound to happen, getting down on myself or getting really high with a positive play. What are you telling them? Never too high, never too low. That's not where we want to live. We don't want to ride a roller coaster ride. We're always on the climb, you know, and – for us, we know we're going to have some bad plays. We know we may drop a ball. We know we may have a penalty here and there. But the team that's going to have success on Friday night is the one that can overcome those things. Minimize mistakes, overcome the bad plays, and, and that team's going to probably have a better chance at the end of the game to, to come up with a W, you know. And that's really been our philosophy here since we got here. You know, I want our kids playing loose. I want them, I want them playing fast. And you can't play fast if you're hesitant and worried about making mistakes. They just need to know mistakes are going to happen. Football is an imperfect game. There's very few plays that are run perfectly in a football game. So that stuff's going to happen, and how well we deal with it and handle it is going to be critical. You know, we go on a tear and we score a touchdown, and we're living high. Do we forget about our technique and all that stuff? Um, we go out of the field. Are we, are we overfilled with aggression and energy that doesn't put our focus in the right spot, or do we have a balanced state of mind that allows us to go out there and perform to our best abilities? And I think that's – going to be critical especially you talk about guys that have been sitting around waiting for this day for months and months and months and it's finally here can we can we maintain that that right mindset for four quarters to get us to the end of that ball game and you know I feel very good about this group of being able to do that a lot of being able to string together those positive plays with channeled aggression not too high not too low falls a lot on the leadership of the players and that usually resides with a senior could be someone else but it's typically an older figure with playing experience how do you feel about your leadership group heading into this game knowing that probably they're going to be the ones when they're on the field they're either going to pick a teammate up or celebrate great plays with them uh what do you feel about uh your leaders I mean, I, again, I can't emphasize it enough, man. It's not just the senior group. It's our leadership as a whole. Um, we just elected our team council, which for us, we take four seniors, three juniors, two sophomores, and one freshman. Um, and then myself, that makes 11. You play football with 11, so that's where we got to that number. But, you know, that, that group is, is really the, the backbone of this team. They're the ones that kind of are, are my feel inside that locker room. They help support, you know, decisions coaches make. They help us make decisions sometimes as far as, you know, game planning or, or whether it's, you know, 
where we eat and even simple stuff like that to, to if we have anybody having issues, we will sometimes bring them in and, and ask, ask them, you know, what, what is it that we need to do to reach this young man? You know, we need you guys to help us, but what as coaches can we do? Um, you know, and I say all that just to tell you, man, this, this team council that we've got, it's just such a good group and it, and it shows a lot about who they are as not just football players, but people, because it's all peer elected. Um, and I, I don't know that I could have picked 10 best. And when we had, you know, some other guys that were there close in the running and it was neck and neck, had some guys lose out by one vote. And that's what you want. You know, if, if you got, you know, your 10 guys and they all run away with the votes, that's, that's problematic. You're a pretty top heavy team. Um, you need leadership throughout the whole team. And, and not everybody's going to be a vocal leader. Not even everybody on our, on our leadership team is vocal. You know, some of them just lead by example, lead by their actions, do the right things day in and day out. And they don't have to talk to, to, to have the team feel their, their influence. So, you know, I, I just feel very, very good um, that our guys support each other the right ways. You don't see somebody messing up in the team, yelling at them or anything like that, pointing fingers. Um, you know, we want a culture of thumb pointers. You know, if something goes wrong, we'll point the, the thumb back at me. And what can I do to remedy that in the next play or next series or, or next game if that's the case? Is there anything different that you're excited for this year? And what I mean by that is there are things that you can get down on this year that are different from others. Pretty much, if you add it up, there's going to be less fans this year in the stadium than any other year. And that's inevitable. And there are other things like that. But there are also things this year that aren't in other years that are positive. What's one of those things that you're excited for? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm excited for football. I'm excited for that that whistle to blow and us kick off because once that happens, I think it's all going to be the same, regardless of fans in the stands, regardless of us social distancing in our boxes on the sidelines. Um, you know, because there's a lot of things that, that break my heart this year, you know. Like, you know, I, we're not dressing all the guys that we normally would dress because we're trying to keep our numbers on the sideline down so we can maintain proper social distancing. Um, that one thing right there just breaks my heart. We got too many guys that work their tail off and they deserve the right to dress out and be out there with us. But unfortunately, because of the situation we're in, we can't do that, you know. And, um, you know, I can go on through a laundry list of things that are going to make this more difficult, but we're not worrying about those. I'm going to take care of all that and we're going to let these coaches coach and players play. Um, but, you know, like you said, there's a lot of people we get down on. We're, we're over that here. We're just moving forward and getting ready to go play a ball game. Well, the image of Walton football is pretty consistent with the same core values, same pillars. There is slight tweaks every single year. What does the fourth team at Walton under Coach Bruner look like, and what are your mottos this year coming into the year? Well, one of the things we talked about early in this deal when we were, you know, in quarantine and we were meeting through Zoom and whatnot, um, we were talking a lot about, you know, having vision, you know, like 2020, the year of vision, right? And for us, our vision was how we were going to get better than other teams. How are we going to widen the gap between us and other programs, you know, while we were away from each other? And then we got back together. What are the things that we were going to do to continue that process of widening the gap? You know, so that's kind of where things got going. And, you know, we get to this point now, and, and this is really a senior-led thing, but, you know, I've come up with a motto of one team, one dream. And, and I don't think it could be any more fitting, especially for a year like this, you know, this, this group is a united group. Um, a lot of them have played a lot of football together from youth football all the way up to high school. Um, and, man, we got one dream, and, it, and it's playing this season and playing it to our best ability and, and going and chasing that state championship, you know, and taking it a game at a time. And, you know, I think we truly do have the guys that can go make that run this year. Um, and I'm just excited for them to get out there and do it. But, you know, I think that, that, that motto really signifies who this group is. One team, one dream, man. There's not guys rowing in different directions. Um, there's not people out here with their own interests in front of the team's interests. Um, they've all got one interest, and it's getting out there playing and winning ball games. And uh, that's that's the right kind of mentality to have success.
Well, 2020 has been a hard year for all of us. It's an unforgettable one and that one that made us come together as people. They'll never forget 2020, and if they're able to have success, it'll make it just that more unforgettable. That was Coach Daniel Brunner, everyone. Uh, we appreciate him coming on, and the next time we'll see you, we'll be under the Friday Night Lights at 5.30 in Raider Valley versus Cal High School. If you don't already have your tickets, you can watch it on CBS 46, on Peachtree TV, or on YouTube by typing in Walton Raider and going to the live stream. Coach Brenner, thanks for coming on. Thanks so much, Evan. Go Raiders. Go Raiders.